Jesus is the antidote for the devil's poison. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Romans, the fifth chapter in the twelfth verse. Therefore, just as through one man, that's talking about Adam, sin entered the world. And death through sin, and thus death, or poison, spread to all men. Because all sinned. See, when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, him and Eve, we've all come down from them after the flesh, you know. Naturally, we're descendants of them. And so when they sinned, the devil interacted poison. And it spread down to you and me. And notice in verse 15, but the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, or many were poisoned, we could say, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded unto many. All that would receive Jesus. That just told you right there, I'll put it in my own words, Jesus is the antidote for the poison that the devil's poisoned the human race with, but you have to receive him. You, you understand that? Notice in John 10 and 10, John 10 and 10, Jesus said, the thief, that's the devil, does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. We could say it this way. The thief, the devil, does not come except to poison. Stealing is poison. Killing is poison. Destroying is poison. Jesus said, I am come that they may have life. And that they may have it more abundantly. See, Jesus is the antidote for the devil's poison. In Acts 10 and verse 38, the Bible says, Acts 10 and verse 38, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And so you see, the devil is the bad one. He's gone out poisoning with sickness, with disease, with all sorts of horrible, ugly things. But Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were poisoned by the devil. Jesus is the antidote for the devil's poison. Can you say amen? amen. Jesus will, will counteract. The devil's poison. He's the remedy for the devil's poison. I want to look at three Old Testament types that clearly illustrate, that G, further illustrate, I've already given you several scriptures, but further illustrate that Jesus is the antidote for the devil's poison. Now a type, you know what a type is. If you don't know what it is, go, go look it up. But Jesus Throughout the Old Testament, there's many different things that, that, that's, that, that are types of, of, of Jesus. In other words, if you were to look at, at the, what we're going to, you'll see it here as we go. It shows forth Jesus, you see. And the Old Testament is full of types of Jesus. All of the Old Testament, uh, almost all of it, points to Jesus, you see. And so I just want to look at three instances, three types in the Old Testament that point to Jesus as being the antidote for poison. Notice in 2 Kings, the 4th chapter, in the 38th verse, 2 Kings 4.38, turn there if you would, 2 Kings 4.38, and Elisha returned to Gilgal. Elisha was a prophet of God. 
And he goes back to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. Now the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said to his servant, put on the large pot, boil stew for the sons of the prophets. So one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine. And gathered from it a lap full of wild gourds and came and sliced them into the pot of stew, though they did not know what they were. You better know something about mushrooms before you go out picking them and just start eating them. You understand that? How many of you know there's some of them out there that are really good for you? And there's some out there that's what? Poison. Kill you. Make you sick. Is that right? Is that right? Well, these guys went out and didn't know what, what they were doing. They got a hold of some things here that were poisonous. And sliced them into the pot of stew. But they didn't know they were what, what they were. Verse 40. Then they served it to them to eat. Now it happened as they were eating the stew that they cried out and said, Man of God, or Elisha, there's death in the pot. There's poison in the pot. There's death in the pot. And they could not eat it. I know about you. I don't want to eat anything out of there. Do you? They cried out to the man of God. Aren't you glad that there's a remedy for the devil's poison? And he said to them, he said, bring some flour. Real loud. Say it like you mean it. Flour. Said, bring some flour, underline that word, flour. And he put it into the pot and said, serve it to the people that they may eat. You know, it took faith to eat that. We just read that so, you know, nonchalantly. How many of you know if you were there, it would take faith to eat that? Huh? But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Is that right? And you want to be real sure that you got a man of God that you're dealing with here. Elisha was a man of God. He said, put, get some flour, put it in the pot and serve it to the people that they may eat. So they did that and there was nothing harmful in the pot. Glory to God. That's a miracle, isn't it? That flour counteracted that poison. That flour was an antidote for that poison. And you see, flour... Here is a, is a type of Jesus Christ. How many of you know the main ingredient of bread is flour? Jesus Christ is the bread of life and the antidote for whatever you've been poisoned with. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Jesus said, I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. This flour was a type of Jesus. Now I'll just tell you a story here. That happened right here in this church some years ago. There was a man, we had a prayer line, we were praying for the sick. As a man came and he stood up here in this line, I think it was right, 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 right around in here. And, uh, and, and, and I laid hands on him and the power of God came on him and he started sweating. He was sweating like a Jenny mule. You know what Jenny mule is, do you? Well, I won't tell you that story. I'll tell you, he was, he was sweating like Charlie Genowine. You don't know who Charlie Genowine is either, do you? Charlie uh, lived up on Petty's Hill. My grandma owned Petty's Hill in Valley Park many years ago. And he lived with a wife. His wife's name was Hazel. And she could get cantankerous. 
And, and so uh, up there on Petty's Hill, uh, there were many rental homes, and he lived in one of them. And so uh, and my grandma owned all those houses, and then my mom ran those houses and oversaw those houses for, for him, for my grandma. And uh, whenever Hazel got cantankerous, Charlie would come over and he'd, I still remembered, he'd sit there in the kitchen. I was just a kid. He'd sit there and he, 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 he just sweat. He'd just sweat. He, would, he said, he said, Hazel's after me. Hazel's after me. Hazel's after me. Hazel's, Hazel's after me. And my mom would give him some paper towels and he'd just sit there and wipe the sweat. So, uh, sweat like Charlie Genowine. Now, I, I <laughs> so you gotta know something about Charlie Genowine. Hazel, see. But now, uh, Jenny Mules, I, they they were a uh, uh, I, I said sweating like a Jenny mule. I meant to say sweating like Charlie Genowine. But Jenny mules, they lived up there. Aren't how many is glad your last name not Jenny mule? Any Jenny mules in here? Okay, but they'd cuss real bad. Mother mother'd go to get rent, you know, and they'd cuss her out. Just so she'd say cussing like a Jenny mule. See, so I meant so I, it's been a long time. It's been a kid since I thought about this stuff. Cussing like a Jenny mule and sweating like Charlie Genowine. So this man came, if you're visiting, you've got to get to know me here a little bit. You can have, you can have fun as you, as you teach. So he's standing right here. And I lay hands on him and he starts sweating like, come on, help me out. Like who? He's sweating like Charlie Genowine, just sweating, 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 sweating. And I'm wondering what's going on. I'm wondering, you know, did Dale, not, is Dale you know, how many knows Dale? You know, he's a good guy. He takes care of the thermostat. I'm thinking maybe it's hot in here, you know, I don't know. Maybe this man's going through the change of life. I don't know what, but I know it couldn't be that because he's a man. Only women go through that. But he's sweating like, who's he sweating like? Sweating like Charlie General. I mean, just sweating, just sweating, sweating. And, and, and uh, I mean, he just sweating. He stood there just several minutes, just sweating, 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 sweating. And finally, he stopped sweating. And so I just went, I didn't, I mean, it was almost supernatural. Just sweat, sweat for several minutes, just like Charlie General, and then stop. So I just went on. He comes to me later, about a week later, he comes to me. He said, Pastor Terry, he said, do you, he said something miraculous happened. And I said, really? He said, you remember when I was up there sweating? And, and, and I said, how could I forget? He said, well, he said, my farmer wife, some years, many years back, back, said, we've since divorced and all that. Many years back, she began to poison me. And I didn't know it. And he said, I got deathly ill, but I pulled out of it. But he said, the stuff that she poisoned me with stayed in my system. And he said, it did make me nauseous and sick from time to time. The doctor said we'd never be able to get it fully out. He said, when you laid hands on me, now I can't heal anybody, but he said, the power of God came on me and just burned that out of me. He said, I felt it sweat. I was sweating. He said, and he said, I felt something drain out of me. Drain. It was draining out his feet. I believe it was going right back to hell where it came from. Amen. And he was completely set free, miraculously. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus is the antidote for the devil's poison. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And Jesus is still in the healing business today. Whatever you've been poisoned with, Jesus can set you free from it. Glory to God. Amen? Now, let's give you another one. Exodus 15, verse 22. So Moses, Exodus 15, verse 22. 
I didn't know I was going to talk about Charlie Genowine and the Jenny Mules today, but that was interesting nonetheless. How many is glad that guy got set free of that poison? Exodus, we've had a lot of miraculous things happen around here over the last 20 years. Lots of them, lots of them, lots of them. That's just one among multitudes of things. All right, Exodus 15, 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah because they were what? They were bitter. We could almost say they were poisoned, if you will. Just as well as be poisoned. They couldn't drink it. Bitter. Therefore, the name was called Merah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a what? A tree. When he cast that tree into the waters, the waters were made sweet. That tree is a type of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you know mankind has been bittered with sin? But oh, when you come to the cross of Christ and place your faith in Jesus and what He did upon that cross, glory to God, that which is bitter will be made sweet. Before you come to the cross of Christ, you're poisoned with sin, headed to hell. But you come to the cross of Christ, and the bitterness, you receive Jesus. That bitterness becomes sweet. You become a child of God. When you come to the cross of Christ, you come as a child of the devil. But you receive Jesus and become a child of God. Things that was bitter become sweet. Can you say amen? Glory to God. And through faith in his death, burial, and resurrection, you get born again. Things get sweet. You see how that tree is a type of the cross of Christ. Notice, if you would, Galatians 3.13. We'll just read it. Galatians 3.13. Christ, Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a what? On a what? A tree or a cross, you see. Do you see that that tree was a type of the cross? That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? You see, Jesus is the antidote for the devil's poison. Are you bitter today? Has something made you bitter? If you're bitter, I'll guarantee it to you. You can trace it back to the ugly hand of the devil somehow or another. Did you hear me? But Jesus is the antidote for that bitterness. Maybe your marriage is bitter here this morning. You could trace that all the way back somehow or another to the devil. That bitterness. But I tell you what. Jesus is the antidote for bitterness. And he can make the bitter sweet. Glory to God. He really, really can. If you just trust him and give him, give him a chance. Give him opportunity. Well, let's give you another one. Numbers 21, verse 5. Numbers 21, verse 5. And this people spoke against God and against Moses. Well, we learned nothing else this morning. We can see it's dangerous to speak against God and against men of God, the people that have been anointed of the Lord. But nonetheless, Numbers 21, verse 5, the people spoke against God and Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food, no water. Our soul loathes or hates this worthless bread. 
So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people. Now, let me explain that to you. That word sent, you, you need to understand that when the, when the Bible, when the Hebrew was translated over, the translators did not understand or know at the time that the Hebrew had a permissive and a causative tense. In the process of time, we've come to understand that. And so I could give you about an hour's worth of study, but I'll just mention it here and just say that the Lord didn't send. He didn't cause the snakes to come. He allowed. Realize, say he allowed. And he allowed it. There is a difference. There is a difference. It'd be better you study it out and check me out and be sure I'm telling you right. Do some study. The Lord allowed fiery serpents among the people. Now, I wouldn't want fiery serpents coming in here, would you? These were poisonous snakes. Just didn't know when one was going to pop up and bite you. And they bit the people. And many of the people of Israel died. See, they were poisoned. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, We've sinned, for we've spoken against the Lord and against you. Well, it's good to repent, isn't it? How many of you know on repentance... Antidote is available. Is that right? Is that wonderful? If we confess our sins, God's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What you need to understand right here is if you want to tap into the antidote for the devil's poison, you need to be a person that's quick to repent and quick to confess to God. Can you say amen? So they repented. Then they said, pray the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall what? Was there an antidote for these snake bites? Yeah. Was it, was it, in this case, it wasn't something that they'd shoot in your veins with a, with a shot needle like they would at the hospital. In this case, what, 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 what is it? You just look at that fiery serpent up on that pole. Is that right? And if you study into this, you'll see it wasn't just a glancing, passing look. It was something you had to you had to stare at it. And actually, you get right into it. You have to stare at it in faith. Say in faith. And if you stare at that in faith, you won't die of the snake bite. That's antidote, isn't it? Isn't it? So Moses made a bronze serpent, put it on a pole, and so it was. If a serpent had bitten anyone, when that person looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Now that serpent on that pole was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said so himself. Look at John 3, verse 14. John 3, verse 14. Notice this. Isn't Jesus the antidote for the devil's poison? Sure he is. Look at John 3, 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness... Now, see, a type. I didn't say Jesus was a serpent. I said that serpent was a type. You understand that? You understand that? It's a type. And Jesus said so himself. Read this. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Isn't that wonderful? 
Isn't that wonderful? See, that, see that, that serpent on the pole was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when those people there in, in the Old Testament, when they got bit with those poisonous snakes, they'd die unless they went to the antidote and they looked at that serpent in faith. They looked at that serpent on the pole, and then that was the antidote and they wouldn't die. Similarly, you and I, you see, we're bit... Every one of us, we read it in Romans 5, every one of us, we're bit with, the, with, with, with the, 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 the sin nature, you see. Just being born in the human race because of what Adam and Eve did. But thank God, God provided an antidote. It's the Lord Jesus Christ and he sent him to the cross. Glory to God, he gave his only begotten son. That if we'll go and look at that cross and look at what, not, 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 the, not, the, not the wood itself. I'm talking about looking at what Jesus did on the cross. Looking at Jesus. Realize, say Jesus. Looking at Jesus and, and, and trusting in what he did for us through his shed blood and his, his, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Then that antidote hits us and we're born again. Won't have to go to hell, get to go to heaven. Can you say amen? Glory to God. How many of you is glad Jesus is the antidote? What's the, what's the main thing you're going to leave with today? Jesus is the antidote. What does an antidote do? It counteracts poison. Jesus is the antidote for the devil's poison. This is, this is a good message, isn't it? It's a good message. Good message. Not because I'm preaching, it's just good. Right? Amen? But am I doing okay? Okay. Acts 28. It's a good topic. You can never preach about Jesus too much. You know, there's some things you can teach on too much. How many of you know you can teach about money too much? Is that right? But you can never teach about Jesus too much. Acts 28, verse 1. Anybody ever hear the Apostle Paul? Now, when they had escaped, they then found out that the island was called Malta. Now, Paul had just been through a shipwreck. Okay, and things were really bad. I, I could go and tell you all about that. The Bible tells you all about the, the shipwreck. And they wind up on the island called Malta. And the natives showed us unusual kindness. Now, this is Luke writing this. He was Paul's traveling companion. He was, a, he was a doctor. Thank God for good hospitals, medicines, and doctors. Amen. You know, last week I spoke on better some things are better than others. You know, one thing I forgot to get into that message last week. The Bible says it's better to trust in God than in man. Huh? Is that right? How many of you know it's, it's fine to trust in the doctor? I, I make use of the doctor in hospital if I need to. But, but we need to have more faith in God than we do in the doctor. Is that right? There's some things the doctors can't help you with. Is that right? There's some things they'll just tell you, go home and set your house in order, you're going to die. They can't they only do limited things. But Jesus is the antidote for anything that comes your way. Did you hear what I just said? It, it, remember Asa in the Old Testament? I think he had some kind of a foot problem or whatever it was. And, 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 and the Bible says that he sought only after the doctors. He didn't seek the Lord. How many of you know it's better to trust in the Lord than in man? Is that right? You read that verse in the Old Testament, it's better to trust in, in God than in man or in princes. How many of you know, I, I'm glad Donald Trump was elected, but I don't have any faith in him. My faith is in the Lord Jesus. Can you say amen? Because Donald Trump, any of them let you down. I'm glad he's in there, but in many, I haven't seen a politician yet that won't let you down. Don't, don't, keep your faith in the Lord Jesus. Can you say amen? Pray for Donald Trump, pray for him, but keep your faith in Jesus, you see. Is that right? He's the only one that won't disappoint you is Jesus. Is that right? Is that right? 
I'm supposed to say this. I, I, I left this out last week. I, I know why I missed it because I'm supposed to get it in here this week. The Bible says two is better than one. Two is better than one. It's always good to have a friend, isn't it? And when you fall, there's somebody to pick you up. And then it goes on to say a threefold, threefold cord. Threefold cord is not easily broken. Uh, what does that have to do? Much we could say, but be sure Jesus is in between you and your wife in your marriage. That he's, that he's the cord that binds you and your, your spouse together. Otherwise, you'll have a bitter marriage. Did you hear what I just said? Be sure Jesus is right in between binding you and your wife together, you and your husband together. Otherwise, it'll be bitter. Bitter, bitter, bitter. But God doesn't want your marriage to be bitter. He wants it to be better. Have Jesus in the middle. He's the antidote for any argument. Can you say amen? I don't know why I got off on that, except the Holy Ghost wandered me off on it. Amen. Let me get back to this message. So, Paul, it's all right if we're led by the Spirit. Is that okay? Amen. So, Paul, in verse 3, so they're on this island. And uh, verse 2, the natives showed us unusual kindness. They kindled a fire and made us all welcome. That's nice. Because the rain was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper, what's that? That's a snake. I hate snakes. You don't ever have to worry about this being a snake handling church. Like I said, you bring a snake in here, I'm going to get a garden hoe and have my wife kill it. Now I'm just telling you the truth. Exactly. A viper, a, a poisonous snake came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. Think about that. Now, you see, a lot of times we just read right over this stuff. Think, think about Paul. He just came through a shipwreck. Now he's gathering sticks. He throws them on the fire. The heat and the snakes, his poisonous snakes got him on the hand. Think about that. Snake type of the devil. And that because of the heat, it comes out and it fastens on his hand. It's not just, you know, the devil doesn't want to just bite you. He wants to, just, he wants to bite you and then fasten on and stay locked in just so he can keep feeding the poison in you. Did you know that? So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man's a murderer. Whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. But notice what he did here. Verse 5. He, what did he do? He shook off. He, what did he do? He, you've heard that message before. Many good preachers have preached shake it off. There's some things you've got to have to shake off. Is that right? He shook off. Real loud say shake off. Shake off. He, sh- he shook off the creature into the fire. And what? And suffered no harm. That's a miracle, isn't it? How many of you know that that, 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 that viper was just shooting poison into him? And what did he do? He just shook it off. Now, no way am I saying if you get snake bit next summer that you ought to not go see the doctor. I believe in good hospitals, doctors, and medicine. Say amen. But what I'm saying in this case here, he didn't have any. He had Luke, but I don't think Luke had any antidote. But I tell you what, if you find yourself out on an island and there's no medical help, how many of you know Jesus is there? Is that right? Call on the name of the Lord Jesus. I'll show you in a minute. That's what Paul did here. But notice he he shakes it off into the fire and suffered no harm. However, verse 6, they were expecting that he should swell up and suddenly fall down dead. But after they looked for a long time and saw what? No harm came to him. 
They changed their mind and said he was a god. Well, I've learned that about people. They can change their mind about you with the changing of the wind. Do you understand that? But nonetheless, to stay on this message here, because I could preach a whole other message on that. Notice they was expecting him to swell up and fall down dead. Is that right? But they looked for a long time, saw no harm come to him. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? Now, hold your place right there. We're going to come right back and finish this. But, but I want you to go over to Mark, the 16th chapter and the 17th verse. Somebody say, well, where do, where do we see Jesus in this passage here with Paul and the snake? Well, look at Mark 16, verse 17. And these, Jesus said, these signs will follow them who believe in my name. Realize, say, in my name. Say it again, in my name. See, that's in my name. A lot of times that part gets overlooked when reading these verses. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. In the name of Jesus. See, he's the antidote, Jesus. They will cast out demons. We've seen that happen around here over the years. They'll speak with new tongues. He's talking about the baptism in the Holy Ghost. They'll take up serpents. Now, that does not mean snake handling, but what that, that does mean is like what, right here, what happened to Paul. Snake, you get snake bit by accident. It was a total accident, just something the devil just, 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 just snuck up on him, if you will. Then you've got the authority here in the name of Jesus to use the name of Jesus. And what did he do? He just shook that thing off, and I'll guarantee it to you, it was in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can you say amen? And if they drink in, let's read on. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. That doesn't mean you ought to be drinking poison to prove you're a believer. No, that just means if you've eaten at some of the restaurants where I've eaten at over the years, you better be sure you pray over your food before you eat it. And maybe pray over it after you eat it. Can you say amen? How many of you have ever heard? You've heard it on the news once in a while where they'll, they'll have a recall of something, you know, recall of hamburger that's bought at a certain store. How many has ever heard that over the years? You know, don't eat it, don't eat it. Or sometimes a, a water company will put a phone call out. Don't drink the water unless you boil it because there was a breach in the system. Is that right? Well, I believe we ought to follow good rules and regulations. And not, if, 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 if the, you know the hamburger's been recalled, don't eat it, throw it out, say amen, somebody. Or don't drink the water, boil it. I understand all that. But what happens if, if you drank it before you got the word that it was tainted? Well, use the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. If you eat or drink anything deadly, it'll by no means harm you. Can you say amen? I believe that. I believe in the name of the Lord Jesus. How about you? They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So you see back to Acts. If you would, the 28th chapter. That's what Paul did. He shook that creature off into the fire. And it's suffer, they, he suffered no harm. Glory to God. And notice in verse 7, in that region there was an estate of a leading city, citizen of the land who was named Publius. Now, I, I'd rather be named Charlie Genowine or Jenny Mule than Publius. Who received us and entertained us courteously for three days and it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery Paul went into him and prayed laid his hands on him and healed him well said they'll lay hands on the sick I'm confident he was using the name of the Lord Jesus because we see him doing that many other places in, in the book of Acts so when this was done the rest of those in the island who had diseases also came and were what healed see Paul had further business to do now listen listen carefully now 
Paul had further ministry to do, didn't he? He had further business of the Lord to do. But if he hadn't shook that thing off, that snake, if he hadn't shook it off, it would have killed, it could have very well and would have killed him. And not only would he have died, but Publius would have, these people, Publius's dad would have stayed sick and so would have those other people. You know, I'm convinced God has more people for us to minister to. He's got more people for you to minister to. He's got more people for you to touch, more people for me to touch. But I'm convinced that oftentimes we don't get to it because there's things the devil attacks us with that we have to stand up in faith and shake off. Did you hear what I just said? We have to stand up in faith and shake off. There's a lot of people just refuse to shake things off. You've got to shake some stuff off, dear friends. Sometimes the devil will come and bite you with something. You're going to have to shake it off. You're going to have, how many of you know it took faith to shake it off? Paul shook the thing off. He shook it off. And he rose up. Glory to God. He went on with his ministry. There was a time he got beat up. The devil beat him basically. Had people beat him to death. Just beat How many of you know the devil can influence people and they can come into your life and poison? Is that right? I've had it happen here in this church about, about five, six, seven, eight years ago. There's a group of people. All kind of came from another, another church and some various different ones. And they came in infiltrated and, and everything went along just fine for a while. But pretty soon I noticed that, that things were just poisonous. The atmosphere was toxic around here. It was poisonous. Have you ever got up on a Sunday morning and drove to church, felt like you were driving to your own funeral? I mean, that's how bad it was, just toxic. How many of you know people can cause the toxicity in the environment? Is that right? Yes or no? Yes or no? But we, we shook it all off, praise God. And I won't go into all the details of it, but you see, you, the devil can bring people into your life that will toxicify. Is that a word? I don't know, but it is now. Toxicify, don't ask me to spell it, but can toxicify, can toxify your life. Did you know that? He can run people across your path that just bring poison into your life. I've already watched it teaching junior high school many years ago. And you'd have kids sitting there, they're just wonderful, fantastic, and then a kid would come in and, and, and he got booted out of another class because he's causing trouble there, booted out of another class, causing trouble there, come in to my class, you know, and those good kids that were just fine, now all of a sudden they're acting up having behavior problems. But you understand that people can come in and cause the, cause the atmosphere to be toxified. Did you hear me? Is that right? The devil can hit you with sickness, can hit you with disease. False doctrine, saith the Spirit of the Lord. False doctrine has poisoned many. Did I not say... To beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And a, li- and a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Be watchful of false doctrine. Because it can slip in and has slipped in unawares and has poisoned many. Many even from a child have heard My word, but one twisted it just enough to bring in a falsehood and deception 
and many have been poisoned even to the present hour. So listen to me. Rise up and shake it off. How do I shake it off? I'll tell you, saith the Spirit of the Lord. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So get into my word, find out the truth, and rise up in that truth, and that truth will dispel false doctrine, saith the Spirit of the Lord. That's what the Holy Ghost said in tongues and interpretation. Now raise your hands and thank Him for it. Praise God. If you believe it to be of the Lord, I believe it was right. I believe it was right on. That's what the Holy Ghost wanted to say right there. Hallelujah. Thank you. And you know it's the truth. Hallelujah. Yeah, that wasn't a part of my message. He just threw that in there. Glory to God. Wanted to do it through tongues and interpretation. See, that's gifts of the Spirit. See, praise God forevermore. Now, you know it's true. I know in my life. I know in my life it's, it's, it's the truth. There's some things like water baptism, for example. When I was a, a young boy, I won't go through the whole story of it because many of you have heard it, but, but I believe in water baptism. I, I do. It's, it's scriptural. Jesus commanded it. Now, I won't speak long on it here, but, but I was taught as a young boy, if you're not baptized in water, you can't be saved, no matter how much you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? I'm 53 years old, and still, even though I know the Word of God on it, still sometimes that... that, that but, but you know what? Whenever that rises up, I go into the Word of God, and I look at the verses. How many of you know water baptism is good, but it won't save you? The waters of baptism won't save you. Only the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ will save you, you see. It's just a little false doctrine got in on me back years ago, you see. Others, it's, it's, others, it's good works. Others it's, others, it's good works. And they think you can earn your way to heaven, but you can't earn your way to heaven. It's by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But we as believers ought to do good works. Is that right? Can you say amen? So false doctrine. That was good, wasn't it? That's, that was good. So what was that? He just started talking in another language. That's tongues with interpretation. Read it over in 1 Corinthians, I believe it is, the 12th chapter. Amen. I reverence the Holy Ghost. He can move here anytime he wants. Did you hear me? I think you're going to see some things happen in the, in the, in the, in the months, in, in the time just on out. I, won't put a, well, I, I shouldn't have said months there, in the time on out in front of us. Can't, put a, can't, can't say weeks, can't say months, can't say years, but on out in front. Where you're going, to see, you're going to see this nation get real hungry for the Holy Ghost out of necessity. You're going to see a time in this nation where the entertainment gospel isn't going to be enough for people. We're, we're, we're getting real close to that. The atmosphere has changed since that election happened, I'll tell you, for the better. But I am telling you that we don't place our trust in a man. We place our trust in Jesus. And we're coming up on some times where we're going to... We're, that, 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 that folks that sit and laugh at what I just did a moment ago, they won't be laughing at it. But they'll be, Pastor, I need it. I need the Holy Ghost. I, I need a move of the Holy Ghost. Cancer is eating my body away. I'm going to die. I need a move of the Holy Ghost. Did you hear what I just said?
There's some things you've got to shake off. Realize, say, shake it off. There's some things you've got to shake it off. Uh, this will help you as much as anything else. Uh, some things were said to me, some things were done to me when I was a young boy by, by a particular preacher. I should not have been done. Been over 25 years ago. I've forgiven the man. But just the other day, Diane and I was driving down the road. And I just started up. I, I just said, you know, that's some of the most despicable thing I ever. Blah, blah, that's one of the most despicable things that's ever been done. Blah 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 blah. How many of you know that's po- that poison? Even though I've forgiven him, that, that poison is still. You got? Did you hear what I just said? It's still in there. It's got. I tell you what. If you don't shake it, one of the reasons I haven't reached more people is because there's still some poisonous things in me that have to be that have to get out of me or God can't use me to the full of what he wants to use me to and I believe the same is true with you did you get what I just said how I mean, you know 25 years that ought to be gone I don't even even be thinking on what how I was wrong some 25 years ago can you say amen but don't sit there and look at me like that you know you probably have some things in you too that you need to get rid of is that right You'd be surprised if we really got down and looked at it, what kind of poisons that, that, that the devil's hit us with that we, ha- that we haven't dealt with like we should. Did you hear me? Well, we're going to have to rise up in faith. If it's false doctrine, we rise up, get into the Word of God. That's what I did with that water baptism. I believe in water baptism. It just won't save you. Get, I got into the Word of God. I got just what the Holy Ghost said there. I got into the Word of God. I found out the truth of the Word of God, and it dispelled, and it was an antidote for that, false doc, that poisonous false doctrine. Can you say amen? If there's bitterness in you, just rise up in, in faith and believe God and trust God and just get, get that stuff out. I believe that I believe that the day will come, and I'm getting closer. That, that that things that were done all them years ago, that when we're driving down the road, you 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 bring it up, and I said, "What you talking about, Willis? I don't even remember it." Glory to God. That's where we need to get, where we don't hold anything against anybody. We've completely forgiven everybody of everything. Don't even don't even don't even don't even doesn't even bother us anymore. Did you get what I just said? Poison. The devil loves to see us poisoned. Let me tell you something about the devil. He's the kind of a person that will poison little kids' candy on Halloween. Did you know that? That's the kind of, that, that, that's what the devil, that's what, that's what he'll do. Did you hear me? He's, he, I, I, I hate him. I don't, I, I don't like the devil. He'll put, a, he'll put a razor blade in an apple and then stand back and laugh when a little kid bites and it gets a razor blade in there. But that's, that's what we're dealing with. The devil's poisonous. Sin is poisonous. But praise God, we've got an antidote. His name is Jesus. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? Glory to God. Did you get anything out of this today? Stand with me if you would, but don't unhook. Stand with me if you would, but don't unhook. You know what I mean by that? Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. Don't go anywhere. Don't, don't, don't unhook. Don't start wrangling keys around. Just, just stick with me for a minute or two. Amen?